may have your seat, you're welcome to the corporate gathering of the saints as we study God's word together today. There's something about the love, the love of God that compares us and constrains us. Hallelujah. We are able to love him because he, he first loved us. Praise God. Amen and amen. Um, this evening, I want to share with us on the portrait of the spiritual man. On Sunday, I was talking about living in spiritual realities and it's, it's really important uh, for us to live in spiritual realities. We need to, to fine-tune you know, our spiritual life. We need to, uh, a man who is in the flesh cannot live uh, in spiritual realities uh, because we learn that God is a spirit being and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we know that God lives in the spirit realm. And every of his program and his, and his purposes are carried out in the spirit realm. And then as we, as spirit beings, we are able to receive what God is doing and bring it to pass here, you know, as we walk in faith. Praise God. We must know that the Bible talk about three types of men, you know. Because when I talk about spiritual men, people in the world think of a spiritual man as a, a man who wears some long hair, who does not mix up with the people, stays somewhere on the mountain, who, who is his word, you know, is is not just normal, he's, he's an abnormal person, he hardly makes up with people. But we know Jesus was a spiritual man, and he mixed with people. Children did not run away from him. They came to him. So he wasn't looking weird. He wasn't, uh, he was able to look normal. Praise God. So that means uh, a spiritual man is not necessarily someone who looks strange, you know. But when we look at the scripture, the Bible, the scripture, particularly the New Testament, actually spoke about three types of men or three kinds of men. And these three kinds of men are natural men, or mere men, carnal men, or fleshy men. And then it talks about a spiritual man. These are the three kinds of people that the Bible recognizes uh, uh, on half. And uh, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, it says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually designed, they are spiritually understood. Okay? They're spiritually understood. So, uh, the, 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 the characteristics uh, trade of a natural man is that he cannot receive the things of God. He cannot receive uh, the things of the Spirit. He cannot receive what God does what God says uh, they don't make sense to him they are foolish to him they are foolish to him he cannot know them because they are spiritually understood they are spiritually designed so a uh, natural man talks to about people who have not received Jesus in their life who have not welcomed uh, Jesus into their life they are natural men they may be aquatic they may they may be demonic or whatever, but the natural men, their spirit, their spirit has not been uh, lightened by the spirit of God. Uh, the Bible says there's a spirit man, and the Bible says uh, it's the prayer of God that gives us understanding. Hallelujah! The spirit of a man is a candle of God, and with it it searches all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit has not been connected to God. They're still dead in their sins. Uh, and uh, those are the natural men. They can't receive the things of the Spirit until the Spirit uh, gives life to them. The Bible, Jesus said, why can't you understand my sin? In John chapter 6, uh, verse 63. Why can't you understand my sin? And he said, the, the word that I speak, they are spirit and their life. They were not able to understand or receive it because they're natural. They have not been quickened. Uh, 
uh, by the Spirit of God. They had not been regenerated, uh, so they can't receive it. Uh, when he told them that before Abraham was, I am, they were going to stone him, but they, but they said, you, you being a man, you are making yourself God. They can't receive it. Uh, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, uh, 18, it says, for, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Hallelujah. For those who are perishing, those who have, who have rejected or are rejecting the gift of salvation, the Bible says even the preaching of the, of the cross doesn't make sense. It's foolishness to them. So those are the natural people. And they can only stop being natural by coming to Jesus and receiving the gift of life. And he quickens them on the inside by a spirit. And then they can begin to receive the things of God. But then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we also see two kinds of people. There, which will make it three. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church. And he said, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people. That means the spiritual people. Can you see it now? That means that if they are spiritual people, you will be able to communicate to them uh, more, more, more depths of words. He said, couldn't communicate to them as spiritual people. But as to Cana, as to babes in Christ. So from the scripture, we can see the spiritual people and there are carnal people or babes in Christ. So we can see that the carnal people are also babes in Christ. They are also babes in Christ. So he said uh, uh, he couldn't speak to the Corinthian guys, Corinthian people are spiritual people because they are, they are carnal. They are carnal and he said because they are still of carnality, strive and envy and divisions among them and he said are you not carnal and behaving like mere men they are not mere men mere men are talking about natural men they are not mere men but they are behaving like it so even a born again person can behave like a natural man or like a mere man so he is saying to them that these Corinthian Christians these Corinthian saints who have a lot of the gift of the Spirit. You know, you read in 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, I think chapter 12, we talk about the gift of the Spirit that was manifesting in these guys. Uh, but yet, he said they are carnal. So it's possible to have a lot of spiritual gifts uh, manifesting and still remain carnal. So he says they, they are carnal because uh, there's a lot of division, a lot of strife. Uh, there are sins. Uh, of the spirit the sins of the spirit they're sinning against the flesh and that's all those fornications and co ah, but there's also sinning in the spirit things that has to do with unforgiveness strife, jealousy and all that and it says they are babies in Christ so it means that cannot Christians or cannot believers they are babes in Christ who have refused to grow because everybody goes through the phase of being a baby at a time. Uh, naturally, you do. But you know, uh, have you seen sometimes they talk to people who are supposed to be grown up and they say, why are you still behaving like a child? You are childish. Is that not so? You are childish. That means they, they are supposed to have outgrown that stage and they have not outgrown it. So they are childish. Okay, so also spiritually, there are people, many Christians, that have refused to, to grow up. So they are carnal Christians, uh, they are babies in Christ. And one other characteristic of carnal Christians, he said, uh, they are not willing to receive the meat of the word of God. They're not willing to receive the meat of the word of God. They're not ready to receive solid food. He said, I fed you with meat and not with solid food. 
For until now you were not able to receive it. Now you, you see the natural man does not even receive anyone. He doesn't receive the things of God. But the babies in Christ or the kind of Christians they receive the milk. They are not ready to receive the spiritual food. Uh, you know the meat of God's word. Hallelujah. They choose what they want. Because they are not able to receive it. And they are behaving like natural men. But they are not. They are just behaving like it. But then the goal of God for us is to be spiritual. Is to be spiritual. Because that is our nature. That is our nature. That is what we are born to be. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3 verse 6. In John chapter 3 verse 6. It says. That which is born of the flesh is what? Is flesh. Is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So if you are born of the spirit. God relates with you as spirit. You are spirit. You may not be enjoying the fullness, but that's where you are to be. Your spirit. You need to live spiritually. You need to live in the capacity of what God has designed you to be. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it least or wills, and thou hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it comes and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. So God is saying. Everyone of, that is born of the Spirit have their, 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 their source in God. <clears throat> they have their source in God. They have originated from God. People cannot define where they're coming from because God is, is, is mighty. The depth of His love. The depth of God. They cannot even discern where they're going because that they are, they have been they have been led they have been led you know by the spirit how come Jesus after John the Baptist just spoke about him and he went to the wilderness that doesn't make sense the natural thing is if the great man has spoken about about me it's time to begin my ministry I need to take advantage of the publicity stings that has just been given to me. But then, the spirit ways are different from the natural ways. The Bible says he was driven, or he was led by the spirit. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness. It's only the Spirit that can do that. Led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Because that's a program of God. So you, you can discern and say, this is the direction. Praise God. Amen. And in Romans chapter, chapter 8 verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit. If so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, in other words, you are not a believer without the Spirit. You can be a believer. So the first thing we can see in the character traits of the spiritual man in Christ is that he has the Spirit of God. He has the Spirit of God. So you can't be spiritual without the Holy Spirit. So it's, 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 it's not something about goosebumps or some behaviors uh, primarily. It's about a, a life of the Spirit. So you can't be spiritual without the Spirit. By the act of God... You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, because the spirit of Christ dwells in you. Hallelujah. It says, if you are Christ, then you, you have the spirit in you. 
If anyone does not have a spirit, it's none of his. So no one can be spiritual without the Holy Spirit. You need to take note of that. You can't be spiritual without the activities and the functioning of the Holy Spirit in us. Hallelujah. He says in verse 5, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be to be carnally minded is what is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So a spiritual man is a man full of the spirit. A spiritual man is a man full of the spirit. Because only by the spirit can we be spiritual according to God's definition. Even somebody is demonically uh, aquatic, it's not spiritual. It's not a spiritual man. It's a natural man that is powered by a negative spirit. So, uh, the scripture made it very clear uh, a spiritual man is a man full of the spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17, Paul said, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be what? But filled with what? The Spirit. And you will see this evident in the early church. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And from time to time you will see, and Peter being filled with the Spirit. And Paul being filled with the Spirit. And the church having prayed, they are filled with the Spirit. It's, it's, it's a continuous, you know, fullness of the Spirit in us. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the, and the end product of being filled with the Spirit is that we we'll speak to one another, not junk, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So, a spiritual man is a man full of the Spirit. Is a man who has the Holy Spirit in him. Let me add it. A spiritual man is a man who spiritually designed the things of God. Who spiritually designed the things of, of God. If we go back to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians. The Bible talks about the spiritual man not understood by the people because his spirit is not understood by the people. Uh, go to verse 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, The natural man receives not things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. And remember, we say he doesn't receive at all. Or while the, 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 the Kanama receives some, but can't receive the fullness of what God has. But then it says in verse 15, but he that is spiritual, he that is spiritual, judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. He that is spiritual judges all things. Uh, let, let me read from New King James Version. It says, but, uh, but he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet himself is rightly judged by no one. Let's, let's look at another translation. Hallelujah. It says, someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God. For they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelation of the spirit. Because they are only discovered. Look at this. By the illumination of the spirit. So, a spiritual man has the illumination of the Spirit. 
they have the illumination of the spirit. He says those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things. So in other words, uh, the spiritual man's uh, uh, ways of evaluating things differ. He evaluates things uh, about the spirit of God from the spiritual standard. Uh, he says he's able to carefully evaluate all things and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you are subject to the scrutiny of God? Amen. The spiritual man. So we see the spiritual man is able to discern all things. He's able to see into the depths by the Spirit of God. He evaluates not based on carnal measurements. He does not even relate. That's why Paul said, henceforth, he said before, we have related with Christ from the flesh. But henceforth, we do no more know any man by the flesh. We're no more relating by the flesh. We're no more evaluating people by the flesh. We are no more evaluating circumstances by the flesh. We are no more evaluating, you know, situation by, by the flesh. Hallelujah. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. If any man is in Christ, a new creation. All things have passed away and all things uh, have become new. So, so in other words, it discerns all things uh, uh, and is not subject to human scrutiny. And it says, for who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord, Yahweh, well enough to become his counselor. Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. Hallelujah. We, Christ has the mind of Christ, and we possess the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So spiritual man possesses the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Can you see? He was talking about either his spiritual is able to judge all things and himself is rightly not judged by people. So instead of you focusing on judgments of the people, you need to begin to focus on your relationship with God. Instead of focusing just on how people are going to judge you, but if you are rightfully judged by the Lord, you know what? Even when people are against you, they will line up. Because the Bible says the will of a man please the Lord. It will make his enemies, his worst enemies, to even be at peace with him. Praise God. So a spiritual man has the perceptions of Christ. He has the mind of the Lord. He has the mind of Christ. Praise God. Okay? So we've seen a spiritual man is full of the spirit, possesses the spirit of God, the spirit of God. Rather, I will say the spirit of God possesses him. And then he spiritually evaluates things, spiritually designs things, uh, and does not evaluate according to human standards. So as you, you continue your work with God, uh, you evaluate situation. When people are talking, you are, you are linking more up with the Spirit to see what are they saying, you know, is this from God? Is this business from God? You are not evaluating just based on human standard. Amen. Praise God. So, we've seen two things there. And then, a spiritual man is a man that lives according or after the spirit. A spiritual man is a man that lives according or after the spirit. He does not live after the desires and the promptings of the flesh. He is not motivated. His motivation has changed from the carnal to the spiritual. Is not motivated by fleshy desire, by fleshy ambition. Is able to allow the Holy Spirit to purify his ambition. The Bible says uh, in Romans chapter 8 verse 5, it says those who are motivated, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. 
They only pursue what benefit themselves. But those who live by the impulses, look at that word, I love it. Impulses, you know. They say don't buy things on impulse. Don't do things on impulse. It depends on the kind of impulse you're talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we are so yielded to the Holy Spirit that we can begin to detect and discern and walk the, 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 the impulses of the Holy Spirit can just caught up with us like that. Like Peter and James uh, uh, were going to the temple and there was a crippled man there. That was not the first time they had seen that man. But that day, they picked the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. As the man said, can I have something? Look unto them. And they said, gold and silver we do not have. But that which we have, uh, we give to you in the name of Jesus. They didn't do it because they wanted to show off and so how anointed man of God they are. The impulses of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. They yielded to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So it says, those who are motivated by flesh, you can do good things, but you are motivated by the flesh. You can do nice things, but you are motivated by the flesh. But those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefit themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Remember I talk about spiritual realities on Sunday? They are motivated by the Holy Spirit to pursue in God spiritual realities of the things of God. Hallelujah. For the mindset of the, the for the mindset of the flesh is dead, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the fact that the spiritual man lives according or by the spirit. They are they they they, they, they live by the impulses of the spirit. To live according to the spirit is to live by the impulses of the spirit. The breath, the nudges of the spirit. There are people whose, whose mindsets are controlled by the spirit. Their way of thinking is controlled by the spirit. Their way of reasoning is controlled by the spirit. And this comes as we we learn to begin to focus our mindset on the spirit and his activities. As we begin to focus our mindset, remember we look at Colossians, it says we, we should no more focus on the things on the earth, but on the things in Christ, the things in heaven, where Christ dwells at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. So, we're talking about we beginning to focus our mindset on the activities of the Spirit, the activities of God, the activities of the Word of God. Verse 7 of Romans chapter 8 says, In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction. That's the mind that is, mindset that is controlled by the flesh. It fights God's plan because it doesn't look exciting, doesn't look great. But it does not know that the pathways of God are different from the pathways of man. It refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. Who are ruled, directed by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, glory to God, and you're excited that God is not leaving you, you know, to struggle about these things, it's not a life of struggle. When, but when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh. So the way not to be dominated by the flesh is to be empowered by the Spirit of Christ. It says, but when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not, you, if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. So to live a life after the Spirit, we need to be empowered. We need to allow ourselves to be empowered by the Spirit of the Anointed One, by the Holy Spirit. We need to, to be empowered. It's not a struggling life. It's a yielding life. Praise God. Now this happens is as we allow our mind to be renewed by the word of God through the workings of the spirit. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to, to this word. Don't allow the word to put you into its own mode of thinking and reasoning, but you must become transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. TPT says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Imitate Christ. Imitate the word of God. Imitate the life of the spirit. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. Don't allow the culture around you to mold you. But be inwardly transformed Amen. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Give the Holy Spirit a leeway in your life to, to transform you from the inside out. And then it says you'll be able to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Remember we talk about spiritual man is able to discern and evaluate all things. You'll be able to discern it as you allow your mind to be renewed. You'll be able to discern and evaluate and discern God's will. But the good news is this. You are not obligated to the flesh. Praise God. Romans 8 12 says, So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claim on us at all. And we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. So you can disconnect from the flesh anytime you choose to. Praise God. You, the flesh has no claim. There's no claim in the, in the heavenly court. There's no claim over you. It can't claim over your mind. It can control you. It does not have a claim. So you can put your feet down and a believer can do it giving himself to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. Number four, we're looking at the portrait of a spiritual man. Because only a spiritual man can live in spiritual realities of what God is doing. A spiritual man is a man that by the Spirit or through the Spirit is able to mortify or put to death the deeds of the flesh. I'm going to say it again. A spiritual man is the man that by the spirit or through the spirit is able to mortify or to put to death the deeds of the flesh. Now, many believers believe that they are struggling between the carnal nature and the spiritual nature and they feel that this is a life of total struggle. But the Bible says you are not in the flesh if the spirit of Christ dwells in you. That's where you begin your life from the victory point of view. You begin your walk from the spirit, from the spirit not from the flesh. Amen. Because you can't even be born again by keeping rules. You're born again because you have been regenerated by the word of God and the spirit of God. So, inside you is a new, brand new person. Are you listening to me? Praise God. It's a brand new person. And therefore, if you're a brand new person, you allow that person to be released. Are you listening to me? By not subjecting yourself to the dictates of the flesh. You are not sandwiched between two powerful beings. Hello? 
No, 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 no. Jesus. The Bible says he condemns sin while living in the flesh. And the Bible says he's the author and the perfecter of our faith. He started out our faith and he finished it. But many times we want to finish it ourselves. That's where the struggle comes. That's where the struggle comes. In Romans chapter 8 verse 13 says, If you live according to the flesh, you will die. That means you have power to live according to it and you have power not to live according to it. So it's your choice. It's your decision. We need to know that many things in the kingdom is subject to our decisions. What decisions we take. But if by the Spirit, look at it. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So God has not left you to struggle. So how do you put to death the deeds of the flesh what the flesh has been trained. It's simply like this. In time past without God, your flesh has been trained to behave in a certain way. To hate, to struggle, to be involved in those activities that do not glorify God. And because it has been trained that way, you see the flesh is just like this. Whoever you give it to is who it will follow. Are you listening to me? You can train your flesh to do anything. Hallelujah. So, because you have lived so long in the world, you have been, your flesh has been trained in a certain way. So, a retraining starts when you come into Christ. But many believers don't even do that training. But then, it tells us how we need to do this is not by the law. It's not by the Ten Commandments. It's not by saying, I won't do this, I won't do that, thou shalt not. But rather, by the Spirit, what does it mean by the Spirit? By, by, by yielding to the Spirit. Hallelujah. So spiritual man puts to death the deeds of the flesh by the Spirit, not by the law. You're doing it by the law, you're not spiritual. You're not spiritual because you are, you are judging the work of Christ. The works are finished on the cross. So a spiritual man is living in the finished work. Praise God. He lives in the finished work. And by living in the finished work, he's able to mortify, put to death, judge, bring to annihilation, make ineffective the, 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 the promptings of the flesh. And what you train your flesh to do is what it will do. If you train your flesh to be a gluten, it's going to go after it. But if you begin to retrain it by the Spirit, by yielding to the Spirit. So it says, in NLT it says, if you live by the dictates, you will die. If you live by its dictate, as the dictates of the flesh, you will die. But if through the power, the power, so ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is power. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come on you. Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So my question to you is what are you endued with? Are you endued with only tongues or with power? That's one problem in our days. Are you, are you clothed with the power? The third person of the Godhead the Holy Spirit, the one that was, that was hovering over the, 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 the heifer when God began to speak. Hallelujah. He's not weakly. So if you, if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Hallelujah. TPT says, for when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. You are about to, you know, render your relationship with God ineffective, unproductive. That's what it means. It doesn't mean dying physically. You render it unproductive. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death 
the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste and walk in his abundant life. Hallelujah. So we, we talked about the spiritual man through the spirit, mortify, puts to death the deeds of the, of the flesh. And of course, this leads us to the next one. A spiritual man is led by the spirit. He is controlled by the spirit. A spiritual man is controlled by the spirit. The Bible says as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. He says if you are led by the spirit, you will not need to be under the law. Hallelujah. The mature children of God, according to TPT, are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So, spiritual men is also talking about matured men in God. Matured men in Christ. They are moved by the Spirit. They are controlled. They are led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And when you are led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body. So we're talking about the power, the portion of the Godhead. The Holy Ghost is not just, it's not an energy. He has energy. He's got power, but it's not an energy. He's a person. He's the third person of the Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is co-equal with the Father and with the Son. Are you listening to me? He manifests the work of the Father and the Son. He brings it into reality. He's the creative force of God. Amen. When God speaks, the Holy Ghost mold that brings what God speaks into reality. That's why it's impossible to, to be led by the Spirit and not be led by the Word. Let me say it again. It's impossible to be led by the Spirit and not be led by the Word of God because Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you what He hears from me. So the pathway to be led by the Spirit is first of all to be full of God's Word and being led by the Word of God and then the Spirit begins to have His way. Hallelujah. Because wherever the word of God is, is where the spirit of Christ is. Is where the spirit of God is. Glory to God. The Bible says on, on a certain day in Luke chapter 5, Jesus was teaching and the power of God was present to heal their diseases. Wherever God's word is being taught and preached, the power of the Holy Spirit is present in the place. So, spiritual men are controlled by the Spirit. They're led by the Spirit of God. They are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost doesn't have to slap them because it doesn't even do it. It's a gentle spirit. Hallelujah. It's a gentle spirit. In not Jesus, he prunts us up. He steers us up. But he doesn't force us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the more you allow the word of God dwell in you, the, more, the easier it will be to be led by the Spirit. Because to, the Holy Spirit will never lead you against His word, against God's word. He's going to leave you, lead you in the line of God's word. Okay? And so when you are full of the word of God, because He's the writer of that word, it's God's, it's God's hand. It's God's right hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> when, when God was putting those things down, the Holy Ghost was actually writing it. So therefore, when you follow what he has written, he's the one that illuminated and inspired the people who wrote the scriptures. Because we know the word of God is God breathed. God breathed it by his spirit. So the one who, who breathed it, when you live by what he has, he has put in place, it will be easier for him to get across to you on the day-to-day -day activities of our life. Are you getting something? Praise God. So, stay in the word of God and you will be able to, to be sensitive to
the impulses of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us in our thoughts, touches our thoughts, and speaks to us in our spirit, man, by, 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 his, by the witness, by his witness, uh, by, by a gentle voice in our spirit. Uh, praise God. He can communicate to us via dreams and visions, uh, uh, you know. But the more we submit to the word of God, beloved, I beseech you, therefore, that you present your body a, a, a holy sacrifice. The Bible says that in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, present it to God. And he says that's our reasonable service. Praise God. Next, uh, the spiritual people in Christ employ spiritual food, spiritual meat of the world instead of only meat. Spiritual people they are ready for tougher things in God. They're ready for higher revelation. They're ready. It's not just about, oh, God bless me. No. They have, they're ready to follow spiritual truths. See what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. He said, I could not speak to the people as to spiritual, but as to Cana, as babes in Christ. Because they were not able to receive it, even now they are still not able. They have not developed capacity to receive it. And the same thing was what was what was going on for the Hebrew Christians in Hebrews chapter 5. Paul said, For though by this time you ought to be teachers. So, in other words, every believer is supposed to pass across what is receiving. What has changed you? God wants you to teach others. That's how we decide. That's how discipleship works. So he said, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. So there are principles. And you have come to, to need milk and not solid food. Look at it. Solid food and milk. So a spiritual man is the one that's grown in Christ and who is able to receive solid food. Just like children grow, there's a time they receive only milk, but you begin to introduce solid food to them little by little. So spiritual men are able to receive solid food of God's word. The Bible says for everyone who partakes who partakes only of milk. It doesn't mean that even grown-up don't need milk. Even as grown-up, we use milk. Is that not so? But we, we are not solely content to using milk. But the scripture says, for everyone who partakes only, a believer, that only what he wants is milk, the Bible says he is unskilled. So that means we develop skill in this stuff. He's unskilled in what? The word of righteousness. Because he's a babe. He's a baby. So that means the Corinthian church, they were unskilled in the word of righteousness. They only want meek. Anytime you introduce solid food, they switch off. They disconnect. For that day, our, our God is not amazing church. Hallelujah. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. Hallelujah. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. They have their spiritual senses exercised. Remember we talk about spiritual men able to discern all things. They, but it's by use. So you, you can be spiritual by just saying, well, if God likes, he's going to make me spiritual. You have to engage in a work of growing and continue to grow and as you encounter the Lord through his word and his spirit you are yielding to him praise God so spiritual men they, are, they have capacity for more more of the things of God more of the revelation and insight of God remember when he was talking to the Hebrew Christians uh, he got replaced. He wanted to talk so much about Mechizedek. He said, we can't even speak much now because you guys are dull of here. You're dull. You're tired. You switch off. 
for, from spiritual realities that I'm about to open up to you. I want to say begin to deepen your walk by spending time in God's word and asking to speak to you and, and fellowshipping with his word that you are ready to, to receive uh, greater, greater things in God. Just two more and I close. Spiritual men are men who are walking in the spirit. They're not just living in the spirit. They're not just existing in the spirit. But they are walking. The, the word walk talks about uh, activities. They are active in the spirit. It says in Galatians chapter 5, I say then, walk in the spirit. To walk means to progress. Is that not so? Is to take actions. Walk in the spirit. Take your walk. Begin to progress. Begin to do your activities in the spirit. And doing activities in the spirit doesn't mean, you know, creating goosebumps and looking strange with strange hair and strange look. And somebody asks you, say, I'm walking in the spirit. I can't talk to anybody. I can't do anything in the house. I can't do anything in my place of work. I'm walking in the spirit. Ah, that's, that's, that's been foolish. That's been stupid. Okay? Walking in the spirit is yielding to the spirit, being led, and taking your actions as directed by the spirit. And you know, there's a level of one being able to see whether you are walking in the spirit because the end product of it is peace. Amen. I want to see a peaceful, I want to see peace and not chaos. Hallelujah. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the spirit, you will not be under the law. The personal translation says, as you yield freely and truly to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. So walking by the spirit starts with you yielding to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. It says you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. You will abandon it. You will leave it beside. You are not going to struggle with the flesh. For your self-life craves the things that are that, that offend the Holy Spirit until you train it. Because I know we can train this body. Because David said, my heart and my flesh cry for the living God. That means there is a point that even your flesh can begin to cry for the living God. Are you listening to me? It's a training. Okay. But it says, for your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. So yield to the Holy Spirit. And the flesh should not be able to dominate you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are I your self life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. Hallelujah. But we are not subject. Remember, the flesh has no claim over you. Praise God. So the simple way to dominate the flesh is to yield to the spirit. Is to give in to the promptings of the spirit and walk in the spirit. And it's important you do a lot of praying in the Holy Ghost. Helps your spirit to be fine-tuned. And as you walk in the spirit, the productivity of the spirit will take you over. Hallelujah. The productivity of the spirit. The scripture says in Galatians 5, 22, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expression, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of the spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Hallelujah. 
as we walk in the Spirit, we begin to see the products of the Spirit, which we call the fruit of the Spirit. So spiritual man is walking in the Spirit. Amen. He's walking in the Spirit. And finally, the spiritual man walk by faith. Look, we look at the portrait of the spiritual man. The spiritual man walks out by faith. How do I know? Because to live in the spirit and by the spirit is also to walk by faith. Many times that the Holy Ghost is saying things to you, things that the physical will not look like it. And you will need to trust him. Amen. The Bible says in Romans 8, 8, so then, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in flesh says they cannot please God. Then Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, what happened? It's impossible to please God. So to be in the flesh is to live out of faith. Amen. To be in the flesh is to live out of faith. Because the Bible says he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him for he trusts in him. Peace is one of the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. Can you see it? It's one of the fruit of the Spirit because he trusts in him. So the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. So to, to be spiritual is to walk by faith. Amen. To walk by faith. So the goal of God for us is to be spiritual men. Men who live, walk, make decisions by the impulses and the dictates and the leadership of the Spirit. Those are the men. They are able to receive what God is saying. Even when God brings higher truth, they welcome it. These are men who can begin to walk in spiritual, supernatural realities. The things that we spoke about on Sunday, spiritual realities. And there are things in the realm of the Spirit that is waiting for us to, to, to enter into. There are anointings in the Spirit that is waiting for us to enter into. When God pours His Spirit on people, He's waiting for men in, in other generations who walk in the power. He got John who was able to walk in the power of Elijah. You know, it's not as if Elijah was the possessor of the power. He's talking about the anointing and the spirit of God that was manifest on Elijah. And Paul was able to walk in it. And Jesus walked in all the anointings ever available because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost without measure. Hallelujah. And we are his body. And the same anointing is on us. Glory to God. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to begin to step into these anointings of the Spirit and begin to change the world. We will change the world not just by technology, but by spiritual configuration that is able to change the landscape of humanity and reconfigure the architecture of human living on the face of the earth. That's what he wants us to be. Spiritual men who cannot be rightly judged by men in the physical. Because like the wind, he directs us and he leads us. And we are able to bring down heaven on earth in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You got something from God today? Praise God. Shall we pray? Father, we we just thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, your word, Lord. I pray that you will work in us and grant us inspiration, revelation, illumination in the things of God. Enlarge our capacity to work with you. Like Enoch walk with you and you will take us over. You will take us over and you will be seen on the face of the earth. And they will say, the men who have turned the world upside down are here again. In the name of Jesus. We will not leave as mere men. 
but a spiritual man full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. Amen.